Women in the Civil War, June 1861, as men's work moved away from the home into shops, offices, and factories, the household became a new place, a new kind of place. True women devoted their lives to creating a clean, comfortable, nurturing home for their husbands and children. More than 400 women disguised themselves as men and fought in the Union and Confederate armor during the Civil War. They were yelling, screaming, people fighting, and the smell of gunpowder. The proper role for women during the war was to work in one of the soldiers' aid societies that were formed to wear bandages and supply clothing and personal hygiene kits to the soldiers. The activist Dorothea, the superintendent of army nurses, put out a call for responsible maternal volunteers who would not distract the troops or behave in unseemly or unfeminine ways. Inspired by the work of Florence Nightingale and her fellow nurses in the Crimean War, they tried to find a way to work on the front lines, caring for sick and injured soldiers and keeping the rest of the Union troops healthy and safe. They provided uniforms, blankets, sandbags, and other supplies for entire regiments. They wrote letters to soldiers and worked as they un- uh, uh, and worked as untrained nurses in makeshift hospitals. They even cared for wounded soldiers in their homes. By war's end, the Sanitary Commission had provided almost $15 million in supplies, the vast majority of which had been collected by women to the Union Army. In years before the Civil War, the lives of, of American women were shaped by a set of ordeals, ideals, ideals that historians call the cult of true womanhood. There were 2,100,000 people in the Civil War. There were more than 400 women. The average Union soldier was 25.8 years old. There is no definite information on the age of Confederate soldiers. Considering the fact that three million soldiers fought in the Civil War, the discovery that hundreds or even thousands of women served in combat is not significant in terms of percentages.